There's the commish. What's going on, man? Uh, not much, Preston. How you doing? Oh, good, good. Waiting for Johnny to join. It's going to be the uh, the draft recap uh, pod and a little bit of a season preview. So we'll go over uh, good draft signings, bad draft signings. We think our uh, MVP is going to be who's going to shit the bed. We know that's going to be Gary. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, we'll be going over all that stuff as we uh, as we wait for Johnny to join. He's going to be our guest this week. Um, you guys know him as the guy that thinks he's the smartest one in the group. Uh, that's our that's our guy's walk. So there you go. Way to get that in before you join. <laughs> hey, speak of the devil. Is speak of the devil. What's going on, man? I'm in. Welcome, Johnny. Right. So yeah, I was just saying this is gonna be our draft recap episode. So we're gonna go with our uh, kind of our top five signings, our top five worst signings, who we think the MVP is gonna be and whatnot. But we're just gonna start with your general thoughts on. How do you think the auction draft went for everybody? Just off the top of your head, Nick. Uh, I think it went well. I, you know, obviously not as much money as in year one, starting fresh. So I don't. When we get to the bad deal portion, I actually struggled to even find five bad deals, just because there was such little money going out. There's, I think maybe three contracts that went over twenty million dollars total. So there, there wasn't a lot of money thrown around. Uh, and the, some of the bad ones were just situational bad, I thought, for each individual owner. Maybe not bad as a bad contract for as a whole, but uh, just bad for that individual owner. Yeah, I think the I think the biggest contract that was given out was the uh, the DJ Chark one, four years, fifty seven million. I think that was the biggest deal. It was. Uh, Dak had, yeah, Dak had four years, forty eight and a half. Josh Allen three years, twenty one and a half. Same for Alexander Madison. So. Um, yeah, not a lot of big money being thrown out or not as much as, you know, Johnny and I thought, I know Johnny and I talked before the draft about, you know, nominating Madison and Gronk kind of, one two. <laughs> um, did the draft play out, uh, kind of how you thought it would Johnny? Uh, for the most part. Yeah. I was, uh, I was a little surprised with the couple of the signings, but for the most part, I mean, everybody other than Gary, everybody, um, salary wise is in the same boat within, you know, four or five million from each other. So, you know, that's kind of where I figured. I, I actually, the one surprise was I thought Gary was going to spend a lot more than what he did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I thought Gary was just going to be, like, walking into a strip club on Dollar Dance night. I was just <laughs> around. Um, but when he got when he got Gronk for one year, two and a half million, um, I, was, I was absolutely shocked. I was absolutely shocked. That was my – that's my, to kind of kick it off, my biggest surprise of the night was Gronk going for one year, uh, $2.5 million. I thought for sure that there'd be a little bit of a bidding war. I thought he'd at least push, you know, a little around $10 million like A.J. Green got. Um, not in a million years, I think Gronk would end up with a $2.5 million deal for Gary. One of my surprise ones was that Mark Ingham contract that Chris got, one year, $7.5 million just for, you know, that puts him – Paying Mark Ingram the same as like Kenyon Drake's getting, David Montgomery, uh, t- top rookie. He's getting the paid is the same as a top rookie running back. And he has Dobbins. So he locked up a handcuff for super cheap. He's going to have Ingram, who's probably going to be the starter in Baltimore for at least the first half of the year. And then he can throw Dobbins in for the future. That was another one. Um, Ingram, Ingram's a guy I wanted, but I couldn't, I couldn't spend half my available salary on, on a single player. So I had to, I had to bow out of that one, but uh, Johnny, what was your surprise tonight? Uh, well, my surprise was, I mean, I guess it's, I'm not 
really surprised, but uh, I guess it could go as a surprise. Gary giving Antonio Brown uh, one year. <laughs> I mean, that's on that's on my list of top five bad signings that we talked about. So I'd agree. I, I'll never yeah. yeah, that was a uh, that was, and he's trying to justify it with all this. Oh, it makes perfect sense for a team to sign Antonio Brown. I yeah, I'm not I'm not in with that one. I think that was I think that was a, the head scratcher that Gary's just going to eat that contract. Um, yeah. Speaking of receivers with uh, horrible off the field situations, I think I got Josh Gordon for I think half a million off of uh, waivers. <laughs> was what I got him for, so I'll kick the tires on that one and see if there's any uh, any life left in there. But um, I, I I don't think so. That's a definition of a flyer there. But, um, all right, we'll move into our uh, top five favorite moves of the night. Nick, if you want to kick us off there. Uh, well, you know, my number five was the Mark Ingram on the one year, seven and a half million. So we've already discussed that. But I'll go right into my number four. Uh, I like Dylan's move. It was late, wrapping up Justin Herbert on a four-year deal for three and a half million total. Uh, could, could play out to be a, a, a real good signing for him locking in a quarterback that long term who you know it's it's all potential and at worst he's out three and a half million mm-hmm. yeah yeah that was a that was a good one. i think a lot of the quarterbacks you know um kurt cousins was a one-year one million drew Brees was a one-year yeah, one million dollar deal <laughs> that was uh that's another one that made my jaw drop uh johnny what was your number five surprise of the night uh my number five surprise um as far as top the- five or, uh, yeah, your top five, your uh, fifth favorite signing, I should say. Favorite signing. My fifth favorite signing was I thought the one that I got with Raheem Mostert. I thought I got I thought I got a steal on Raheem Mostert. I got him locked up for three years. I thought, you know, uh, Kyle Shanahan, you know, they run the ball in San Francisco behind a good offensive line. I know there's, you know, they have uh, Tevin Coleman and supposedly Jarek McKinnon supposed to be more involved in the offense this year. But after what Mostert did in the at the tail end of uh, last season and in the playoffs, I got to believe he's going to get first crack to at least be somewhat of a bell call there in San Francisco. Yeah, I think he's going to be the lead guy in San Francisco. And everything I've uh, read, you know, coming out of the 49ers camp is that he's absolutely just dominating in camp. Um, so I think that's a good signing. And again, for a running back, it's going to be a starter. Like you said, three years, 15 and a half million. I think that's a, that's a really, really good deal. He's also going to um, get those goal line touches in San Francisco. Yeah. So- Yep, that's another big uh, that's another big deal there. Uh, moving on, Nick, what do you see got for us? Uh, I actually have Johnny signing Dak to a four year forty eight million, uh, way way less money than I thought he was going to go. I tried driving that number up. I, I I knew Johnny and I would both be in the play for either Dak or and I perceived to be either Dak or Josh Allen, whichever one you didn't get, you went for the other. Um, and you know the the number. I would have been comfortable still going up there, but I just I, I walked away with letting Johnny have it at the forty eight point five, and that's a great deal. Nobody else was bidding on that. Yeah, I thought Dak was another one. Um, you're just kind of to piggyback off that. I was really surprised that he didn't push. You know, uh, getting up there kind of like a, with a Mahomes level contract, just because of the teams that need a quarterback are teams that are right there in contention, you know, a guy like you and a guy like Johnny. So I thought that, yeah, I thought Johnny got away with that one too. Um, so what else do you got for us as far as favorite signings on the night, Johnny? Uh, I'm going to piggyback off of that one. Cause my, my number four was Nick signing to Josh Allen. I thought Josh 
for the three years was, you know, I think he got a steal there because that's a quarterback. If he if he takes a big step forward this year, I mean, you got him two years at a pretty reasonable price. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that he's probably the number two kind of running option as far as quarterback or dual threat quarterback behind Lamar. And you got him for the same price that someone got a backup running back in Alexander Madison. Um, was that, were you happy with that, Nick? As opposed, you know, you were out of the DAC deal. Um, yeah. Were you happy with Allen as a consolation? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I, I thought about throwing the four year at him, but uh, I, I'm happy with doing the three year deal. We'll see. You know, I don't think his the, the passing numbers will be there, but with it being a PPFD and being the mobile quarterback, he's going to get you those first down points with his feet. He's going to get those scrambling touchdowns. I don't think he'll have the big yardage numbers like Dak. Obviously, will though. Yeah, I think that's kind of that's going to be the thing that um, sets them apart. And I'm kind of I'm looking through the uh, the draft board now, and I see that uh, uh, where did it go here? Uh, a quarterback that got a four year deal was Daniel Jones. Got four years, five and a half million dollars. That was my that, number um, one signing. That's, that's my number one as well. I think that was the best there. Really, I was just looking at mock drafts today. I, you know, obviously we're a year out to have the Giants picking in the top five, and all of them have the Giants going quarterback uh, hmm. for next year already. Wow. Um, so I just thought that that's an interesting wrinkle. But again, uh, you know, not to steal you guys' thunder, I guess we can talk Daniel Jones in a little bit, but. Um, that's definitely a low risk, super, super high reward move. I agree. Um, yeah. So Nick, are we at number three now on your best signings of the night? Uh, let's see here. Maybe number two by now. Uh, well, yeah. Number two for, yeah. Cause Daniel Jones was my number one. I had me with my Drew Brees one year, 1 million. That's my number two. <laughs> yeah. That's a, uh, that's an absolutely shocking move. That was another one. I don't know if people glitched out during that or what, but the fact that you got uh, Drew Brees, because that's all you need him for. You just need him for one year of push. He's exactly. Drew Brees. He has Michael Thomas. He's going to put up 40-plus touchdowns and get you 4,000 yards. Um, that's a move. Yeah, that's a move that's absolutely blew me out of the water. And then to get Josh Allen, um, so you kind of have the one-two punch of you can kind of game plan. You got your guy right now. You got your guy for the future. Um, I think that was a really, really crafty move there. Yeah, I grabbed Josh Allen with, with – he was my first signing of the night, and then Drew was my second, and I just – I don't think I nominated. Maybe I did. Um, and once I just kept watching that ticker go down, you know, at one million, I was like, "There's no way this is going to happen." And then come to find out, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. I know you. Uh, you were putting some bids in on Stafford just to fuck with Troy. I know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that. That was when we we can get to that one later. That's my, <laughs> I was I was shaking my head on Stafford uh, all night long. Uh, Johnny, what do you have for us as far as the rest of your best signings go? Hey, my number three and and my number two were both receivers, and I went based off of uh, longevity for my good signings. Uh, my number three was um, Joe got Deontay Johnson four years for thirteen five total. And then number two, I had uh, Gary actually getting Devontae Parker three years for 16-5 total. I thought those were both two very good signings. Two, you know, Parker had a breakout year last year. I think he could be good for all of those next three years. And Deontay Johnson with Roethlisberger back this year, I think could have a good year. You know, long term, I guess I'm not 100% sure. It depends on how long Roethlisberger plays. But I think having him for four years at that, at that price, I, I thought that was a good signing. Yeah, Devontae Parker is a guy that I wanted back uh, really, really bad. I think I got him last year on just a one-year deal. Um, and I, I 
uh, wanted to get him back, but I didn't think he was worth the wide receiver tag because our fucking contracts are so <laughs> fucking out of proportion. I wasn't going to pay him, you know, 20-plus million a year. Um, so that's a great signing for Gary. I definitely agree with that. And then Deontay Johnson, same thing with Ben Roethlisberger. Um, if Big Ben's anything like he's been in the past or even, you know, 75% of that, I think Johnson's another guy that's going to that's gonna put up points for sure. Uh, any other people you want to touch on as far as good moves for the night, even if they didn't make your top five, some other notable ones? Just trying to browse through here. Uh, Matt Ryan, one year, four million. That's not going to be a bad deal. They're going to air that out in Atlanta this year. I'm uh, just going through. Yeah, I agree with that one. Um, I think a lot of the like the late round wide receivers, you know, John Brown, two years, five million. I think that's a, a reasonable deal. Um, you know, D.D. Westbrook, that's a flyer. So a lot of late round flyers like that. John Ross for 500,000. Um, as you get to the, the end of the draft, a lot of those guys are just, you know, throwing darts at the wall. But um, there's some guys that got paid those bare minimum $500,000 deals that I think should have been bid on a little bit more. But um, and I'm already regretting my Mohamed Sanu signing for one and a half million dollars. That's a that was a kick in the dick to waste the money on that one. Well, you know, there was but a I'm handful hard. of deals kind of like that. You know, you had that. I had that Reggie Bonifin. He got caught. He was looking to be some yeah. backup. Um, Devonta Freeman hasn't found a team yet. I signed him too. He's you know on my bad deals. And I course, saw he was talking with uh, Jacksonville at least. Left without a deal though, so I don't know. Yeah, I think he's still looking for some big starting running back money. I think that's going to be his deal. Yeah. So moving on to our top five worst signings of the night at number five, Johnny, what do you have? I have Gary signing of Will Fuller. I know that's, this is the ultimate boomer bust for me. <laughs> Will hasn't been able to stay healthy, but to give him $10 million for the season, but Gary could have spent that money elsewhere instead of giving Will Fuller somebody who's very injury prone, 10 million. Yeah, I agree. If Will Fuller is healthy, I think he's going to, you know, set the world on fire, but I don't think he's pl- played close to 16 games. Um, over the past couple of years. So, yeah, you're paying $10 million for a guy that's probably going to play 10 games or less. So I'm I'm on board with that one fully. Uh, Nick, how about you at number five? I, I actually had that same deal at number five. Uh, yeah, with Gary's money and the money he still has left over, he could have easily taken that Devontae Parker or or the Deontay Johnson that we talked about. He, he could have grabbed anybody he wanted, and he threw money at Will Fuller instead. Yeah, that was um... – that's probably one of my bigger head scratchers, you know, it's a, and it's a move that if uh, Will Fuller stays healthy and puts up, you know, 1500 yards and 12 touchdown that Gary's never going to fucking let us see the end of it. But uh, for just going off the history, I think that's a, that's a head scratcher. Certainly uh, at number five for you, Nick, that was at number four. Now you're at number four. Uh, well, I changed mine over the last go after Saturday and Devonta Freeman leaving without a contract. I put, myself, <laughs> I put myself there. You know, I how mean, much did you? I only paid one point five million, but it, you know, it's a roster spot. It's the big thing. Yeah, and you got to free those up. And it's you know, do you eat the one point five? Do you move them to the IR and maybe halfway through the season to someone sign them? And it was just a bad move on my. I would do him slash Antonio Brown, same kind of kind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Antonio. I think Antonio Brown's a little less forgivable than you know, kicking the tires and a guy like Devonte Freeman. Um that I think Gary still has to pay him a lot of money. He's got this about year, right? 30 million tied up in him over two contracts. Jesus. I think he has two different contracts with Antonio Brown too. So uh, 
yeah, that was, I think that's a little less forgivable, uh, a little more forgivable than uh, Antonio Brown. Johnny, how about you at number four? Number four, I didn't, I didn't like Dylan signing of Alexander Madison. I, I thought that was way too much to give to somebody who just may be a backup running back. I that was, thought it was way too much money. And even if, even if Cook doesn't get a new contract, he's gone after this year. Uh, it strange things happen in the off season in the draft. You know, it's that's somebody who can easily be replaced there. So I I didn't like that. That's why I was happy to throw him out number one and see uh, all the money flying early because I I had no interest in him whatsoever. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. I was in I was in Madison. I was in the bidding for you know a one year deal on that five to six million dollar range. I would have risked that, but I think that's a, a spot Dylan was forced to pay that much. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I don't think Dylan was happy paying that much, um, or at least I wouldn't be happy paying that much for Madison, but he needed that handcuff. Um, with Cook's health and the contract issue, I don't think Dylan could risk it. Um, Just so it was, it, was a, it was a crafty move to get Dylan to spend that much. Yeah, I had Dylan taking Madison as my third worst contract. It's, it's one of those, it, it's not terrible for Dylan, but it'd be a terrible contract for any other owner in the league. So it's, mm-hmm. it's not a really a movable piece. It's something you're going to sit on and, you know, hope, hope that you don't have to use them because you want Cook to be playing. But if Cook holds out or anything like that, then it's not bad for Dylan to have a starting running back or even a, you know, a second string for $7 million. Yeah, and I think I'm just trying to find um... – Madison's contract, but even if there's a chance that Madison leaves Minnesota over those next three years and maybe it's a starting spot elsewhere, um, you know, maybe that contract can be worth it. But other than that, I think that was just Dylan being backed into a corner Hmm. and not wanting to risk losing his handcuffs. But um, so I I, I have to agree with both of you guys on that being a questionable deal. Uh, Nick, your number number two for you? No, that was All right, on number so two for you. We're on uh, three, Johnny. All right, three, Johnny. There we go. We already talked about it. Was uh, Antonio Brown? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Gary and Antonio Brown. He All just right, then... he wants it. He wants it to work so desperately. I have to give him uh, commendations on that. He wants Antonio Brown to succeed just so he can shove it in my face. All right. I guess I'll <laughs> number two, on. Nick. Uh, yeah, I put Teddy here with a four-year deal for Harrison Butker. Uh, I'm just not big on throwing. I know Preston, you got one on Tucker. Four, oh yeah, four-year deal on a kicker, and you're going to be paying him 13 million over that time. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? For and, and for a team that uh, like Teddy help. has, which yes. is he could have thrown yeah. that four-year at a useful piece. You know, yeah, that's a uh, he's a guy that uh, needs a little bit of help at the. Uh, kind of that flex spot and uh as opposed to two he's paying uh butker 2.8 million um he's paying john brown 2.4 million and then you look at the guys on his bench and you think yeah he probably could have he probably could have split that butker contract and uh put that money somewhere else there's one kicker in the league that deserves a four-year deal <laughs> and his name is justin Tucker. and we have two of them in our league with them. <laughs> yeah. there goes the kicker market getting all fucked up all right johnny what you got at number two I two my two was uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Roscoe uh, gave him a two-year contract worth seven five total, and I think Bridgewater is somebody that may not even have been drafted, and you could have got him for the minimum. I think so. Um, 
I think that's a definition of kicking the tires on a guy, but I agree. I don't think anyone was going to try to sneak. If anyone would have, it would have been Derek, the, the silent assassin, but I don't think anyone would have went for Bridgewater on that deal. And he has, so his starting quarterback, at least right now, is listed as Tom Brady, um, who he got uh, in the draft. He has Bridgewater on his bench, and he has Carson Wentz on his bench. Um, and I know when Nick and I talked to him earlier this year, he was really high on Carson Wentz. I, I think Carson Wentz is gonna. I mean, as long as he stays healthy, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be good. But Roscoe fucked up by giving. He traded Lamar Jackson. That's where his that's exactly. Where his, I, exactly. He, he, you're gonna get so much out of him. I mean, I, I felt like I didn't have, I had an above average team last year, but having him as my quarterback was just the ultimate weapon because. I mean, he got so. I mean, he rushed for a thousand yards. So that's all those yardage he gets, mm. plus all the downs. I mean, he. Uh, I I would under that contract, I would have never never gave him up. I would have never gave him up. I traded him just because I had to find a way to get rid of Patrick Mahomes with that too, and I was I started with Mahomes and Jackson, and then I needed some salary cap, so I got rid of. Him. But yeah, I mean that the Lamar Jackson deal. I I don't know why Roscoe traded him. Yeah, Roscoe's, Roscoe wants Lamar to fail real bad. But I think on that contract, uh, Lamar is going to get more points than Brady, Wentz, and Bridgewater uh, probably put together, if I'm being honest. I don't think Brady's going to have a fantastic year. I think he's going to be perfectly serviceable as a starter. I don't think he's a good fantasy option. Um, Bridgewater is the definition of uh, risk-reward. Um, if he's healthy, maybe, as long as he's throwing a CMC. Uh, Carson Wentz. If he's going to throw it, at least throw it to Alshon Jeffrey to get me some points. But I don't think he's going to be a, a great fantasy option either. So, yeah, I think Roscoe fucked up first and foremost by trading Lamar Jackson. <laughs> and uh, so number one for you, Nick? Uh, I had Troy throwing a four-year $16 million to Matthew <laughs> Stafford. And the only reason – I mean, it's a little long, I'm thinking, for Stafford. He's probably got another two, three years good fantasy football left in him. Um, four is a stretch. But when you've already got the Mahomes contract on four years, what Stafford's going to play four bye weeks over the next four years, and that's it. You can't not play Mahomes. Yeah, I, I, I 100%. And, Johnny, is that uh, – what's your number one? Is it Stafford as well? Is, that is it, yep. Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. That was, the, that was the worst move of the night by a mile, I think. And I think uh, – Nick, I know you bid Troy up a lot. You were in the chat yeah. or in the Zoom call. Troy was not. Um, <laughs> we were we were begging you just to keep him five hundred thousand to see how high Troy would go. And um, I don't know if Troy was thinking that you actually wanted Stafford or what the fuck he was doing. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a head scratcher. Like you said, Mahomes is playing every single week. Um, he'll have Stafford for you know on the bye, but uh, I think you could have spotted a quarterback on waivers or something that would have been just as good as Stafford is. Um, do you think that was intentional on Troy or was that a bidding war that he, he that backfired on him? Yeah. Yeah. That's the Homer. <laughs> that's the, uh, that's the uh, paying $150 to have a cardboard cutout at Ford field all year. Homer speaking for Troy. Yeah. Um, so now that we've gone through that, um, what do we want to talk about? Do we want to do our MVP now, or do we want to do our season prediction for the top uh, top positions? We can do our uh, season standings. All right, yeah. What do we have for our season standing predictions? All right, who do you have as finishing last in the league, Johnny? 
Uh, that's you, Preston. I got you. Oh, bullshit. Keep <laughs> you in it is Lamar Jackson. But if he goes down, you're. Yeah, all right. I can, I can, I can see that. Yeah, if Lamar gets hurt, uh, my team will be in a world of hurt. I just, I have so many bad wide receiver contracts. So I have, you know, two that are absolutely egregious. Um, I took Mike Williams off Johnny's hands for whatever reason. I'm glad um, you did. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even remember what I traded you, but now I, I regret it with every bone in my body. But yeah, those definitely handcuffed me. Um, the Aaron Jones deal I made with Nick, I'm a fan of. That's just a one, that's a one year thing. Um, Philip Lindsay wasn't bad last year, but the Melvin Gordon signing that Denver did, um, that really took a, a big hammer to his value too. But, uh, I think I'm making a push. I think I'm making a push for that final playoff spot. But that's the, that's the endless optimist in me. Nick, tell me that you at least have a little bit more respect for my team. I did. You I, don't have I, him going last. All right. Um, but one thing is I didn't even want to take the time to rank seven through 11. So I just did the playoff guys and who's coming in last. So I had Teddy dead last in the league. Yeah, that's that was that was on my list. I had Teddy. I had Teddy going last. It was a toss up between Teddy and Gary for me. I think Gary's rookies are going to perform. I think I think uh, Clyde Edwards-Helaire will put up just massive numbers for Gary. I I can agree there. But looking at Teddy's team, Matt Ryan, uh, you know he'll be he'll be Matt Ryan. You know he'll be a guy that gets you sixteen, seventeen points. Todd Gurley. Um, is he going to be the Todd Gurley of old? Is he going to be worth $31.8 million? Uh, I don't think so. James Conner, T.Y. Hilton, Adam Thalen. Um, and then it just kind of drops off from there. But I think Teddy has a decent future with Ruggs. Um, but, yeah, he's a guy that has Darius Geis on his uh, bench still, making $14.1 million. Yeah, um, I, so he's in a world of hurt there. Yeah, You know, he could have easily IR'd him before the draft and had – seven more million to compete with yeah yep exactly <laughs> exactly so that was an interesting uh interesting spot for teddy um so let's jump then you said you didn't have any you didn't bother with seven through 11 so who's going to be your final playoff spot who's your number 16 johnny i i had teddy as my final Ooh, playoff I really think, i really think i think he injuries could kill him i'm going based off of if everybody stays healthy i think he is good enough top end with a I mean he's got tight end he's not bad in a in a position that's you know can be scarce he's got Hooper Hawkinson and uh, John o. Smith I don't I don't mind those tight ends he's got guys like Jerry Judy Golden Tate um he's got the handcuff for Todd Gurley he's got Ido Smith um Carlos Hyde might get some opportunities in Seattle um especially with Chris Carson's uh health history you know I I actually don't mind. I think Matt Ryan's, you know, a capable quarterback. I, I think Teddy's a better team than what you guys are giving him credit for. Interesting. That's a, that's, a, that's a bold call right there. What about you, Nick? Who's your final playoff team? Uh, I had Mark coming in at the sixth spot. Um, Mark, if you're listening, you might or maybe not want to fill out the rest of your lineup before tomorrow's game. <laughs> you got some guys playing at Kansas City, but you are playing me, so feel free to leave it empty. Uh. I think he's got a, a solid running back duo in Chubb and Kamara. Russell Wilson's going to be great for him. Zach Ertz is, you know, a top five tight end. Michael Thomas, he's got the number one wide receiver. Uh, I think Marquise Brown is going to have a pretty decent season. And I'm just trying to go through his 
He did sign Devin Funches, which was a, just a t- you know, that should have been our number one bad signing. The dude opted out of this year and signed him to a one-year contract. He is completely pointless. Mark's playing the long game. He's going to put him on IR, then re-sign him to a, a deal in the offseason. Okay. <laughs> but uh, he, yeah. he, he is starter heavy if he gets – he's another one injury and he's done. He's back to where he was last year with two $40 million contracts and trying to find draft picks. Not a lot, yeah. not a lot of draft yeah, he has a fuckload of receivers, but no one apart from Brown and, you know, James Washington kind of that sticks out. Oh, uh, Michael Funches. Thomas. Oh, Michael Thomas. Oh, I didn't see him. Oh, he has him in the flex. That's why. Yeah, Michael Thomas, obviously, that's that's the top guy. But, you know, Funches isn't playing. Jameson Crowder has been the mediocre receiver in fantasy football for years. Hunter Renfro, I don't know how much he's going to be able to do in Vegas. Um, D.D. Westbrook and Kiki Conti. Sean Hampson, Akeem Butler, those are just all dart throws. But, yeah, I think uh, depth might be the, uh, the Achilles heel of Mark for sure. Um, so your fifth seed, Johnny. Uh, I got Chris as my number five. Same here. I think he is um, – what the hell is his – what is his team name even? Oh, he's Bill Cosby. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Cosby. Yeah, yeah Cam I, Newton. Cam Newton's his quarterback leading the way. His quarterback's going to be – going to be the big thing. but I I have I think I think Cam Newton's going to be all right this year I think he's I think he's going to be all right and I think he gets I think Chris only needs a little bit of production out of his quarterback because the rest of his lineup is pretty he's got he's got very good receivers his receivers are going to carry him pretty much the entire season he's got a bunch of those young guys if if Odell I think his his uh his kicker is going to be Odell Beckham if, if Beckham can have a big year I think Chris could you know be a lot better than even number five I, I totally agree. Yeah, he, he's strong. Probably one of the strongest wide receiver cores in our league. Um, running back is where it kind of takes a bit of a dip for him. You got Mark Ingram, who you know we talked about earlier. He's going to be your number one, but for how long? Until Jake, or yeah, until Dobbins takes over. And David Johnson is David Johnson. You know, yeah. <laughs> anything could happen there. Yeah, that's the contract that stuck out to me was the David Johnson deal, making $28 million this year. But, uh, you know, his receivers, Odell Beckham, uh, Devontae Adams, they're going to get points. You know, those guys are on two big contracts, but I think that's that's pretty deserved. But Cortland Sutton's on a really respectable contract. He's the number one guy in Denver. A.J. Brown's making pennies for him, $1.7 million. D.K. Metcalf at $4.5 million. Um, he did put – he gave out the biggest wide receiver contract or the biggest contract of the night, too, in DJ Chark, and he's on his bench. Yeah, not even starting him this week. I think that's, there's definitely if, – if he's if he's got a chance, and that's why I think I think Odell Beckham is, you know, it's really important that he has a good year for him because I, you know, looking at his running backs, he could use some running back help. If he finds a team later in the year that needs a wide receiver, he's definitely got some wide receiver depth to go get a pretty pretty valuable running back. Absolutely. Um, Miles Boykin, I think, is going to be a guy that puts up decent points for him. Preston Williams in Miami, that's another guy that I really wanted back. I think he's going to have a good year. Um, the DJ Chark move, I think that's a move for maybe not even next year, but the year after. I think that's a Trevor Lawrence move. I think he's banking on Jacksonville getting Trevor Lawrence and pairing Chark with him. I think he's going. I think he's thinking that long-term uh, myself. Uh, your next uh, playoff team, Nick. Uh, number four, I had Derek coming in this year, our, re- our defending champion. Um, I, I didn't see a whole lot of improvement, I don't think, from the offseason 
for him. Uh, not a lot in the draft and not a lot in the free agency department either. So he's going to be riding, hoping the Jets, you know, improve from last year. Le'Veon Bell gets those touches. He's got CMC, so anything can happen. Uh, Mike Evans for him, though, will be I, – I think Evans is going to have a really good year with Tom Brady. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, Miles Sanders is going to be a wild card in Philadelphia. I know the fantasy guys, you know, on the, the big networks are huge on him. Cooper Cup's, are, you know, a roller coaster. Um, Hunter Henry with L.A., you know, Tyrod Taylor at quarterback. Is he going to have that same production as he did with Phillip Rivers? Um, I see Malcolm Brown as a recent addition to Derek's team, too. Um, he scooped him up. He's going to be starting at running back in L.A. Um, four quarterbacks on his team. I think uh, that was the strategy last year, too. He kind of he went week by week with the quarterback spot, right? He sure did. He rode Sam Darnold, I think, to a championship. I don't know if he played <laughs> golf. Uh, yeah. I, I don't, you know, you got a lot of us that are looking for big-name quarterbacks, and here he is with Minshew, Darnold, Goff, and Daniel Jones as his future. Yeah, I think yeah, Derek's the uh, or Chris, I should say, um, is the uh, is a sneaky pick there. What do you got, Johnny, for your next playoff squad? I also have Derek at number four. I think he's steady, solid. I didn't do a whole lot. I don't think he necessarily needed to do a whole lot. I mean, he's got he's got a good team. I mean, he won won the Super Bowl last year. If I if I was him, I would have been maybe a, a little bit more. I would wouldn't. I wouldn't have, you know, kept my, kept as much of my team the same. I would have kept starters, but I would have really tried to build and get more depth because I just don't I don't see a whole lot on his bench other than the four other than the quarterbacks. But it's you know it might make it tough on yourself too to try and figure out which one to play week week by week, especially with the four that he's got. Yeah, if you got two quarterbacks, you got none. That's that whole saying. So mm-hmm. yeah, four. Yeah, he has a. Uh... Like seven bench wide receivers too. Michael Pittman was his rookie pick that I'd really like. But other than that, it's just uh, you know Robbie Anderson, Corey Davis, Valdez Scantling, uh, some guy named Scotty Miller that I never heard of. Um, so yeah, definitely might be Derek's issue, but I, I don't want to doubt the defending Super Bowl champ because he's you know he's the silent assassin. He'll he'll fucking end up in the title game. <laughs> yeah, he's only got the one running back on his bench. So you got Bell and Brown in his flex right now and Carson, but. So what's, that means he's carrying six. We'll see how it works. I just all right. Next next playoff team for you, Nick. Uh, we're at what three? Uh, I think so. Yeah, it should be number three. Three. I got myself there. I'll let you guys talk. I don't need to talk myself. <laughs> <laughs> do you agree? Do you agree with that call, Johnny? I actually had uh, Nick at two. I had I had Dylan at three. Oh, interesting. All right. Yeah, Dylan. I think Dylan and Nick are really interchangeable. I I I love the Drew Brees move. Um, for Nick, I think Drew Brees is gonna, uh, you know, steal the show for that team at least, but on the money he's making. Um, Saquon Barkley is gonna, you know, carry the running backs while Joe Mixon too. Um, uh, it's Nick's turn to roster Juju Smith Schuster this year. That's gonna be kind of the wild card if he puts up numbers that he did with Big Ben earlier, uh, pre Big Ben injury. Um, I think the sky's the limit. And then you look, he has uh, the number three tight end in the league in Mark Andrews. Um, I think Nick's got a really, really good team top to bottom, Johnny. Yeah, top to bottom. And I, the Juju, the Juju Smith-Schuster, I, that's, a, that's a risk I would definitely be willing to take. I think, it, I think he's going to have a big year. Bounce back, they're putting him back in the slot. And I think Roethlisberger is going to stay healthy. I think Pittsburgh is going to be a good team. I, I don't see any reason why Juju, you know, 
can't flirt with a thousand yards and, you know, have, you know, seven or eight touchdowns and be worth, be worth his contract. McLaurin, McLaurin's going to be good. Uh, the running backs, you know, Mixon, um, Melvin Gordon, but I think one of the most important pieces in Nick's team is going to be CD lamb. I think CD lamb is going to have a monster. Yeah. I think I've read quite a bit about, you know, uh, uh, CD's just going to have an absolutely off-the-chart year. I think he's has a real chance to win Rookie of the Year. I know it's more of a quarterback, you know, wide receiver thing, but I think CD's going to put up some huge numbers. I think he'll finish ahead of uh, Amari Cooper um, as far as points. But, yeah, I think Nick's got a really good team. Um, he's, got, as, he's got three guys. Uh, CD Lamb, I think, could be, you know, elite at a wide receiver position. I, I like the Zach Moss pick. You know, I think – if, if Singletary doesn't work out, I think Zach Moss is going to be huge. And the tight end, Hayden Hurst, I think he's got, I mean, all the potential in the world, and he's going to have every opportunity to be good with Matt Ryan in that offense. I mean, it's I, I like those three for sure, and those are guys that can, you know, make or break you and win you a Super Bowl. I think Hurst is going to be, uh, if Nick wants to move on at tight end, because he has Andrews, but I think Hurst is going to be, one of the, the biggest trade pieces by the halfway point of the season. I think Hurst is going to have a, a tremendous year in Atlanta. He was really good in Baltimore, you know, the chances he got. But uh, with Andrews there ahead of him, he just he, – he wanted something more. Um, well, yeah, but I, I think Hayden Hurst will put up big numbers. I was surprised to get Hurst. Um, I wasn't targeting any more tight ends. I already had two rostered – got or actually had three with Troutman there in the draft, which the, I'm stashing him, you know, future. But – when Hayes, or Hurst was there and I got him for five million on a one year, I was like, Yeah, I can at worst he'll be trade bait later on. Yeah, I think that was uh that was another one that I think uh, a, a guy that slipped through the cracks. Um, where do you have Dylan on your list, Nick? I got him at number two. Number two? All right. Yep. So you have Dar- uh Dylan number two. Uh Johnny, you had Dylan at two as well, or Dylan at three? I had Dylan at three. All right. So I think uh Dylan, he's going to ride the Kyler Murray train, I think, um, you know, as far as quarterback goes. But Josh Jacobs, who, you know, just a fantastic rookie pick. Um, I know we talked about the Madison thing, pairing him with Cook, but you look at Tyreek Hill, DJ Moore, George Kittle, and then you kind of get into those flex spots. Um, What else do you like about uh, Dylan's team, Nick? Well, uh, I like that he took Amari Cooper from me (laughs) (laughs) and threw me back a first-round pick for that. Uh, I, I think his, I like his wide receiver play. I like Tyreek Hill and I like DJ Moore. They're not, they're going to be both run after the catch kind of guys. They're going to, the big play guys. I, I think, uh, them, but you know, you get down to the bench though. Um, and that's look, the problem. yeah, that is the problem. It's a lot of, there's no starters on the bench. Latavius Murray, Madison, Bowden, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Anthony Miller on his bench is the I, – I think he could have a decent year. Yeah. Yeah, Miller. I think uh, Chenault's the other one. But, again, with the the world the way it is in Jacksonville, I think Chenault's going to be a guy that next year with Trevor Lawrence, especially in two years, um, could blossom into a real big uh, – a real good steal. But – um, yeah, outside of that, like you said, real thin at running back, unless there are injuries. If Kamara goes down, all of a sudden he has a, a one of the top 15 running backs in Murray. Um, if Cook goes down, he has the handcuff there. So he's going to be, if he needs to dip into that bench, he's going to need it to be uh, guys that go down with injury. 
I think a kick in the balls for him was DeAndre Swift being named the fourth on the depth chart for the Lions running backs the other day. Yeah, I, that's a, that's I, another move. I think he moves. was looking for big rookie production out of him that he I don't yeah I just don't see it happening. But you know, next year, the year after, that's that's why he's a rookie. He doesn't need to play him right now. But I think Dylan was hoping more for more production in year one. Yeah, I think I think that Swift injury. I know Johnny brought this up in the group. I think that Swift injuries is worse than they're letting on. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he misses a decent chunk of time. I know he's been a limited participant for you know two and a half, three weeks now. Um, I think that injury is a little bit worse than Detroit's letting on. Johnny, what do you think? I I think Dylan's Dylan's problem is all the people that you know got signed with other teams. Like Tyler Boyd had a huge year last year, but. With AJ Green back this year, that's going to take some production. T Higgins too, yeah, yeah. CD yeah. Lamb obviously going to take some production away from Amari Cooper. The signing of Adrian Peterson is going to hurt Swift. Um, DJ Moore didn't didn't Carolina sign Robbie Anderson? They did. Too? Robbie yep. Anderson had a great receiver, but you know that's more targets. You know between uh, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, um, Curtis Samuel. You know Robbie Anderson. You know that's four. Four guys that are going to catch are going to catch passes there. So I I think that's the thing that really hurts hurt Dylan's team the most. Uh, the one thing that can save him is going to be his quarterback play. But if Kyler if Kyler Murray's kind of mediocre like he was last year, it's going to hurt because Kirk Cousins is back up and I don't see a whole lot of production there. Yeah, I I'm with you. I think um I don't think Bridgewater is going to do many favors to DJ Moore either. Um, and your number one playoff seed, Nick. Uh, I'm guessing Johnny and I both agree on Johnny's team being our, our one seed going into the playoffs. <laughs> he, 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 there's just no holes in the starting lineup. He's got solid backups throughout. Um, he is built to win this year. Yeah, and I think, you know, even the backups, they're all on reasonable deals. There's no one on his bench that you look at and it's like, holy shit, why is that guy making that much money? Mm-hmm. Um you know, Jalen Rager, I think, was a, a great rookie pick. Sammy Watkins, $8.4 million, I think, is, is completely reasonable. Same with Jordan Howard in Miami, a guy that's going to um, at least be their starter for this year. Uh, Kenyon Drake in Arizona is, you know, when David Johnson eventually gets hurt. Um, Johnson's or, uh, in Houston. I'm sorry, yeah, Johnson's in Houston now. So, Drake's the is Drake the guy in Arizona now? Yep. Yeah, so you look at uh, starters up on the bench, too. That's two starting running backs. Obviously, Ben Roethlisberger. I think, like Johnny said, it's it's going to have a decent, uh, um, a decent season. Michael Gallup, I think, is going to be uh, one of the top thirty receivers this year. Um, so Johnny has a lot of trade pieces to play with too. Um, and you look at his starting lineup. There's no contract that jump out to me as being egregious either. Nick. No, you only one guy peaking over thirty million. You're paying, and that's going to Kelsey, and that you pay for the number one. So. If you want to, you got Julio Jones at 27. Keenan, Keenan Allen, I think, is going to have a down year in production with Philip Rivers gone. Uh, that contract yeah. might be a little high, but you, you know, you didn't know Philip was going to leave at the end of the last season. So, yeah, he has the, I mean, he has the LA offense, the, the Chargers offense with Allen and Eckler. Mm-hmm. Um, Derrick Henry's making, you know, reasonable money. Uh, I think Johnny Johnny saved everybody by uh, making the contracts reasonable for our franchise tags. So and Dak making ten million this year is is, is a steal too. So I, I fully agree with Johnny. I think Johnny, I think the the three guys that are going to compete for the title. I think you, both of you, and Dylan are kind of in a class of your own, um, and then everyone else is kind of chasing you guys. So I, I 
definitely, definitely agree with those predictions. Um, and you're, who do you have winning it all? You know, uh, the, the, it's really, I, I didn't pick an overall winner. It, it's going to play out here towards the end of the season. Injuries are going to be what, what's key. Yeah, injuries and who gets uh, who gets the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think that's right. Like like I said, it's a three way race. Um, at least you know on paper before the season starts, I think it's a three way race between you two and Dylan. Uh, Johnny, what about you? Do you have any early predictions or any early Super Bowl matchups? I think it's going to be. I have it written down as me and Nick. I just I I'm very happy with my team. I went into the and I know you know with it being our first you know free agent auction, you never really know what to expect. Just like our draft last year, but. I mean, I had guys that I wanted, and I got pretty much every person at every position that I wanted. And I think, you know, just after kind of learning learning how everything worked last year, and you know, seeing my team last year, and you know, when the when injuries happen, when the bye weeks came around, and you get you do get into your bench, and you got guys that, you know, you're claiming guys off a of practice squad, and you're doing you're doing other things, and you got guys that you're just hoping that can give you four or five points. Uh, the one thing that I think separates my team is just is is my depth. I think anybody that I can put in that's on my bench right now, I can put into just about any start, starting lineup in the league. And when the bye weeks come into effect, that, that's going to be that's going to be important. Yeah, I'm I'm 100. percent I think you know, and I'll I'll keep saying it, I think it's you three guys and everybody else in this league. So I, I agree there. Um, and we'll finish it off. Who is going to be your fantasy league MVP? Uh, Nick, you can kick that off. I think it's going to be Lamar Jackson. I think he is just going to put it into another gear this year. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. He, you know, he's 12, 1,300 yards rushing this year. Maybe the passing numbers go down a little bit. But I, I just don't think defenses are going to figure him out this year. Fingers crossed. I think his Fingers com- confidence crossed. is sky high, too. Yeah. Yep. I, that's what I'm hoping for, you know, obviously from a, a fan perspective. But hopefully from a, a fantasy perspective, too, because I need him to uh, – earn points passing and I need him to act like a, a running back one, two, uh, Johnny, what about you? Who's going to be your MVP this year? I mean, M- MVP top quarterback. I mean, he's, he's basically a cheat code in this Lamar Jackson. And then I, I, he was worth damn near 30 points. And, you know, all the time last year, almost every week he was worth 30 points. And, you know, with, cause I think we only get four points for a passing touchdown. If I'm, if I'm correct, Is that four uh, it's three or four. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I know it wasn't six, and I think that's the thing, you know, the running quarterbacks that's going to help, unless you're a quarterback like Mahomes that's going to throw, you know, that's going to throw 35, 40 touchdowns. But, you know, I think the rushing is going to what, – that's what separates Jackson. You know, a couple of my MVP picks, you know, I've, I'm going based off of most valuable, and I think Lamar's contract, he's going to be, you know, he's going to be most valuable based on that contract mm-hmm. too. He's be the best player. I think he's going to be the, the top player like he was last year or his price, I think he's going to be the most valuable player. Agreed. Yeah, I think – and that's what I'm hoping because, you know, if uh, my team's going to go with Lamar and uh, I don't even think that – I don't think he'll be able to carry me into a deep playoff run, but I'm hoping he can at least squeak me in there. Uh, my MVP pick, I kinda t- I'm kind of kind of factoring in, like Johnny said, contract value too. I'm actually going to say Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, I think he's going to be the most valuable guy um, I think he's a guy, he's a running back. I don't see him scoring less than, you know, 18 points a game. I think Kansas city is going to be up in most, if not all of their games. Um, and they're just going to run the ball with him over and over and over again. And I think for his contract, the number one rookie pick just making $8 million this year. Um, I think he's going to finish the year as a top five running back. 
And I think Gary's going to have an absolute steal on his hands for the, for the foreseeable future. So just to mix it up and not go Lamar across the board, I'm going with Edward Solaire as my MVP. Gotcha. You guys got any, like, any... surprises you think are going to happen? Like uh, top five in their position or something like that, somebody out of nowhere? Um, I, I think Ben Roethlisberger could be a top five quarterback. I really do. I really, if he stays healthy, I think he can be a top five quarterback. I mean, the the last full year he was healthy, he threw for what, how, how many yards? Did he think five thousand yards? Is that what he threw for? Some something near there. Yeah, yeah, he had yeah he had some big numbers. I think that the defense being better might you know it, he may not throw for that much if with the because I know two years ago the defense was good but it wasn't wasn't as good as it was at the tail end of last year when they got Fitzpatrick. But if he, um, if Ben stays healthy, I think he could, you know, I think he could, you know, 4,500 yards and, you know, 30 touchdowns is def- definitely possible. You know, and I know Johnny touched on this earlier. For me, it's going to be rookie C.D. Lamb. I'm high on him in every league I'm in. I think he's got a chance. He'll be a top 10, possibly an all-pro wide receiver as a rookie this year. I agree with I- you. I think- the sleeper at the wide receiver position. Yeah, I think CD's going to set the world on fire. I'm going to go with a bold prediction. I think um, – so I'm just looking at Joe's team. I know we haven't talked about Joe, uh, maybe not at all in this pod. Um, a team that I think is going to, you know, jockle or, you know, go between that 6 and 10 spot in the standings. But I think my bold prediction is going to be he's going to move on from Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, at the trade deadline. I think he's going to go all in on Joe Burrow. Um, he only has $2 million in cap space right now, $2.4 million. I think he's going to ditch Rodgers in that contract. He's going to palm that off on somebody. Um, and I think he's going to go all in on Burrow at the end of the year. Um, I think that was my kind of my sneaky good move of the offseason in general was Joe getting Joe Burrows in the rookie draft where he did. Um, I don't necessarily know if it's an extra bold prediction, but that's going to be my move. I think uh, he's going to ditch Aaron Rodgers. He's going to go all in on Joe Burrow. I like to see him cut Rodgers and just get that contract off our books. You know? Yeah, that that would be nice too. I don't know if anyone would really I don't know if that's a tradable deal even. Um you know, Rogers at thirty point eight million. I can't see what he's making uh in the next couple of years here. Um let's see if I can pull that up. But uh, yeah, thirty point eight. And thirty two uh, next year. So he's a he's a free agent at the end of next season. Yeah. So if I think if he can trade him, I think he should go in all in on Joe Burrow and just kinda it's just gonna depend on what his team does. Um, I think he's, he's stuck with that Marlon Mack deal uh, with them bringing in uh, the rookie running back they did, Jonathan Taylor. Um, he's kind of he's stuck with that one. He's throwing a dart on A.J. Green. Uh, he has Tevin Coleman making $13 million, So uh, Joe's team is going to need to kind of be rebuilt from the ground up. And I think number one move you got to make is get rid of that Aaron Rodgers deal. So that's my uh, kind of bold prediction for the year. Uh, any I, other – oh, no, go ahead. The Marlon Mack deal is going to be bad. I I have him as my sleeper running back because he he's going undrafted in some of the leagues that I've been in. And I mean Jonathan Taylor high, but I Mack has already been listed as the starting running back. He's going to start week one, and they play Jacksonville. I I mean he tore up Jacksonville last year. I think uh, and he's playing he's playing for a contract too. He's on a contract year, so he's playing to get paid. I and Frank Wright said you know they're gonna they're gonna play both Mack and Taylor, and that's going to be a team that's going to run the ball a shit ton because they have the best offensive line in football. I, I think, I think Marlon Mack's going to, I think Marlon Mack's going to be pretty good. That's a fair point. I don't know. I, uh, I 
lost Joe's team here, but I'm not sure the the length of that Mac deal. But like you said, if he's playing for a contract, he's able to sign and go elsewhere and and be the starter. A team uh, like the you know, he's team in like a contract the Rams here in our league as well. Yeah. So he, he yeah. he's a so, free agent at the end of the season. I think yeah, Mac's going to be a guy that I think is going to contend for one of the higher contracts or auction next year if he's not resigned. I think he can go to a team like L.A. or especially a team like Jacksonville and sign and be the starting running back there. So I think he's going to be another guy that's that's going to get a big deal this off season. Um, but Joe, I think Joe's in this kind of that same spot I am. We're kind of caught in the purgatory of not being bad enough to land a super early rookie pick. Um, or at least in my case, I fucking traded all mine away last year. Um, but not being good enough to make the playoffs. So that was just a touch on Joe's, uh, Joe's team. Any closing thoughts on this pod guys? Uh, no, other than, uh, I just got a little thing here on Twitter. Billups candidate for the Pacers head coaching job. So changing topics. I think but... he, yeah, he should have been, he should have been the Pistons front office. I think that would have been the smart move there. Uh, any closing thoughts, Johnny? I'm just you know excited for it all to get started. With all the yes. Our, our guinea pig year, and I think now that we're you know ready, focused, you know, kind of know what to expect. You know, it's oh, I know I'm looking forward to it because I feel like I got a very good team. I think it's, uh, you know, I'm I'm only in I'm in three leagues this year, and usually I'm in like five or six, but I'm so dedicated to this one and my two other ones that, that you know this is it's it's a league like you know, none other. And I, I, I really like, I wasn't sure how I was going to like it last year, but you know, it does make it very interesting and you know, I'm just ready, ready for it to start. Cause that, you know, having, the, having baseball right now, having the NHL playoffs, uh, NBA postseason going on, it just at this time of the year just doesn't seem real and normal. But now with football starting, there's a little bit of normalcy back and you know, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be different without the fans, just like everything else is, but I'm ready, ready for kickoff tomorrow night, and I'm really looking forward to Sunday. Yeah, I think it's going to be an absolute blast. Like you said, this is a, a league absolutely like no other. I can't count how many times this, you know, this summer I just kind of sat and looked at my team and kind of prodded around to make deals and shit. And it, it's it's absolutely a year-round league, and I think oh, it's going yeah. uh, to be even more fun this year, like you said, now that we got our feet wet and we know what to expect. Um, but- that's one of I my guess favorite things about this. The fact that it is a year-round league. You know, maybe we had December to March. That was probably about the only time we didn't do anything. But I think March is when we started making trades again. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys, if you don't have anything else, it was fun. Thanks, Johnny, so much for coming on. Um, and uh, this is probably the last long pod that we'll do. Uh, most of the other ones will either be kind of weekly recaps. So I'll, I'll try to keep those in that, you know, 10 to 12 minute range. So it's been fun guys and uh, good luck this year. Yep. See you guys. All right. Have a good one.